Hi there. I am so excited to invite you to attend our fourth annual free virtual special education and advocacy conference. We are hosting it here at Ashley Barlow Company in partnership with Rebecca Poe Teaching. And we are so excited for a few new things at this year's conference. The first new thing is that we have not just one, but two different tracks for attendance. For the first time ever, we have created a track that is specific for school staff and teachers. We also still have that traditional track that we intend to be really great for parents and caregivers in the IEP arena. So yes, we have a teacher track and a parent track. On that teacher track, you are going to learn about things like easier data collection, gestalt language processing, behavior reading, and other super hot topics in special education practice, as well as advocacy. On the teacher and caregiver track, you're going to learn about stress management for caregivers, using adaptive books, something that I have really kind of um, dove into here at my own house, inclusion advocacy, advocacy strategies, and so, so much more. That free ticket will give you one pass, one access to one presentation per hour on the track that you choose, either that teacher track or the parent track. Of course, if you are not available on January 19th or January 20th when the conference is taking place, you can buy tickets to access the conference on demand. And those tickets, of course, are available at our website, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference slash 2024. Check out the website for more information about ticketing. This year, we also have something super exciting planned. We have decided to make this a two-day event. When I partnered with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I told her that I really feel like School districts, disability organizations, and other community organizations need to start providing trainings that are accessible to teachers, related service providers, administrators, parents and caregivers, and other community members that are interested in IEP support. What if we all attended the same training? What if we all learned information about special education practice? curriculum, how to read evaluations, that kind of stuff, about special education advocacy, how we can collaborate more, how we can work together, and even about special education laws. What if we all attended those presentations and we workshopped them together? So together with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I have created the Empowered Workshop Series, and we are excited to bring it to your organization or school in 2024 and beyond. If you are interested in having Rebecca and I bring a workshop to you, you can see a preview of the Empowered Workshops on January 19th, the Friday before our main conference programming. For more information about that, either send me a DM or check out the website, again, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference dash 2024. We hope to see you January 19th and or January 20th and can't wait to connect with you. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Ashley Barlow Company podcast. I'm Ashley Barlow, your host. If you are a parent, 
a teacher or someone who works at a school, or you're a community member, a volunteer or a staff member at an organization that supports people with special education plans, a coach, a tutor, or even a grandparent, you're in the right place. Sit back with an ice cold glass of lemonade, put on your walking shoes and grab some headphones, roll down the windows and cruise. Ready, set, go. Educate, educate, collaborate. Welcome back to another episode of Special Education Advocacy with Ashley Barlow. I'm Ashley Barlow, and I'm so happy you are here. Okay, today's episode comes to you by way of the club, my monthly membership. As you know, I have a monthly membership. In the monthly membership, you get little trickles of information. The idea at the club is that some people might feel overwhelmed to hop on the website and to see all of the resources that are there or to sign up for a digital course, to even commit to undergoing the process of taking a digital course. And so we developed this idea of Ashley Barlow Company Club, where we kind of tackle a theme each month. And we trickle information in so that you're getting little tidbits over the course of the month. Over at the club, the uh, members get a conversation starter every week. They get early access to the podcast. They get a PDF each month on um, whatever our topic is. They get a recipe, actually, from me because in one of our lives, we have, we have a monthly meetup. Um, and in one of our meetups, I, oh, I don't know. I don't even remember what recipe, but I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are going to love it. I think it was my brownies actually. And I was like, I'll share the recipe. And then I thought, oh, this would be fun. We could share a recipe every month. And so we get a recipe. And then actually this year in 2023, I trickled in the, the lab, my um, digital course, mainly for parents, kind of IEPs 101 digital course, because this was the first year of the club. So it is to be determined as to whether or not we do that in the future. But that is what club members get. And so in one of the months in the fourth quarter, 2023, we are talking about evaluations and eligibility. And I realized that I don't think that we have ever talked about the bell curve really specifically. I know that we have had two of my most favorite Ed Sykes on the podcast. We have had Aaron Mahaffey and we have had April Rerig. Both of their episodes still do incredibly well. They are still two of my favorite guests because I just think those two women are both really, really smart and explain things really, really well. But also because evaluations are so, so, so vital and the information that we get from them are so vital to the overall process of special education. And I think that they are probably the most overlooked component to the whole process, which is crazy because it's like the foundation upon which the IEP should be built, evaluation data with, I guess, progress reporting data and other things. So anyway, I thought when I was making uh, the PDF for the membership that we should talk about the bell curve. And then that led me to think, I haven't ever done that on the podcast. And so, you know, if you give a mouse a muffin, this is what happens. So 
Let's talk about the bell curve. Bump, bump, bump. If you have ever gone to a rates law one day training, you uh, might want to pull out your book. It'll probably be in your law book. It'll probably be in the front or back cover a couple pages in and you will have a bell curve and this will help you to follow it because Pete goes through the bell curve in that one day training. So, okay, what is the bell curve? All right, remember when you were in like high school stats and you learned the bell curve or you learned how to analyze statistics? Yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about analyzing statistics. And, and when we do this, we talk about analyzing the statistic kind of based on some kind of norm. So this is what you need to know is that these standardized tests that are part of evaluation are, ten, are, are scored on a norm. And so we're going to talk about scaled scores. Scaled scores, SS, is the way that they're abbreviated most of the time on evaluation reports. And scaled scores are scored. Tests that are done on a scaled score have a mean or an average of 100. It's just an arbitrary number. They could have picked anything. And there's Z scores and T scores and all kinds of other things that are normed on something other than 100. But in this particular case, they are normed on 100. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that I am distracted and excited because in the background is the Kansas City Chiefs game. Yes, I am recording this. That's Sunday before it is published. And guess who is there? Taylor Swift. Holy cow, she's there. OMG. All right. Sorry, I got excited. I wanted you to know. And now you game. Two, two weeks in a row. She's then at the Chiefs game. Squirrel. Okay. So these tests are normed at 100 if it's an SS score or a standard, sorry, if it is a scaled score. So what this means is that um, the average person, the person that scores average is going to get a 100. Then we go out by standard deviations. And all we're doing as we go out by standard deviations is as we go out from, from the mean is we are looking to see how we are performing against other people. Are we performing largely the same as, you know, average? Or are we a little bit above average? Are we a lot above average, et cetera? So standard deviations, you can think of them as just like, a, a marker to see how far away you are from the average. And you can be one standard deviation away from the average, or you can be two standard deviations away from the average. Now, how do you know how far away you are? So normal, if it's, if it's scored on a 100, we go out by 15 in order to find the standard deviation. So an IQ score, if you, a full-scale IQ score of 100 is average. A full-scale IQ score of 116 is one standard deviation above the mean. And a full-scale IQ score of 131 is two standard deviations above the mean. And then if we go backwards and we look at one standard deviation below the mean, we're looking at 85. And if we go two standard deviations below the mean, we are looking 70. So we are going up and down from 55 to 70 to, I'm sorry, 55 to 70 to 85. Did I, did I say that incorrectly? I'm sorry. 55, 70, 85, 100, 
115, 130, 145. We're just going by 15 to get one, two, and three standard deviation away from the mean. Now, when we think about percentages, how many people fall in that in that average? So about 65% of scores fall within one standard deviation above or below the average. So 68% of those things are in the average range. 95% total fall within two standard deviations of the range. So we're talking about a very, very large percentage of people. If you're more than two standard deviations, then you're in that three or more standard deviation range. So basically, like the bell curve is just kind of like a, you could think of it as a pictorial representation or a graphical representation of how the scores are distributed amongst the population. Now, this kind of helps you to understand why eligibility is oftentimes based on these test scores because, you know, we have to have some way in order to categorize people. And remember, eligibility is just your pathway to special education. Eligibility does not drive services and it does not drive placement. Let me say it again. Eligibility category, eligibility period does not drive placement and it does not drive services. Okay. So eligibility just means, yes, check, you get special education. So, you know, when we think about least restrictive environment, it's super important. And, and I've got that all super detailed in the inclusion workshop, if that's like a, huh, what did you just say kind of moment for you. So when we think about this, you know, all we have to do is we have to qualify as having a cognitive impairment or as having a, you know, speech impairment or orthopedic impairment or whatever the case may be. So we're looking to see how that impairment, how that diagnosis or that, that condition impacts our performance, okay? So that's how things are distributed across the bell curve. Now, bell curve also gives you percentile rings. What I want for you to do is I want for you to download this amazing app called the PAR Toolkit, P-A-R Toolkit. It is free. I don't even know what the acronym stands for. But the PAR Toolkit provides this. In the top right corner, you're going to see a little icon that allows you to take the bell curve and to slide. So as I told you, standard scores are mean on 100. But scaled scores, for example, which are done for a lot of subs in our standardized tests, those are scaled on a 10. And Z scores, I think, are on a zero and T scores are on a 50. So for scaled scores, for example, which are normed on a 10, they go up and down by standard deviation by three. And uh, T scores are scaled on a 50 and they go up and down by standard deviation for a 10. Those are, I think the brief, for example, which is an executive functioning rating scale is normed on a Z-score, which has a norm of 50. So what's all that mean? Holy cow. I mean, it is just much. It is so much to keep in your head. And what you can do if you have this hard toolkit is you can quickly access your child's scores and see where they are in like in relation to everything else. And it also helps you see that percentile rank. 
the percentile rank simply allows you to find out how the child is performing as compared to their other peers, as compared to the entire population. Of course, of course, of course, this opens a ginormous can of worms about how accurate this testing is. And for discussions on that, of course, you can go back and and rewatch this episode with April and Erin. I think they provide a lot of great information on testing more comprehensively. But just for today, I wanted you to have information about the bell curve. I really hope it helps. I hope that app helps. This is stats in a nutshell. And so it's okay to feel overwhelmed by it. If you do, I really encourage you to go out and seek more information about how the bell curve can, you know, become more clear for you because it really helps you to understand your child's profile and to build the IEP on that data. So I hope that was helpful. I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Have a great week.